When I start with a nice word, I'm Pashas Matsoira from the Bris Avram. He says on the Pus exists, Tia Toiras and Matsoira Biyom Taharusai, Vihivu Elakoyam. So the Bris Avram explains that in order to be Makar of someone, in order to have a connection with someone, in order to be able to help someone and help them grow, it's only possible if you're going to let yourself down and lower yourself to their level. You have to have a connection with them in order to be able to, to help them. He says, A tzaddik who's going to stay on his madrega, he's going to stay on his level, he's not going to be able to lower himself to somebody who sins, somebody who has a balavaira, somebody who has duchiva, he's not going to be able to be makar of him. He's not going to be able to have that connection with him that, that's going to bring him closer and elevate that person. He says, It's not just the matzoira, which is the person that did an avaira, that's coming to the koyan. It's the toiras ha that's coming to the koyan. The whole matzoira and his level his madraiga, his Torah, everything about him is also being brought to the Kohen, Vivo Kohen. And, and there's going to be a certain amount of connection that the Tzadik is now having with this Mitzvah and the level that he was on. And like that, he'll be able to bring him closer to Hashem. Now, it's an it's a interesting limit, the words of the Bersavarim is an interesting limit on, on two levels. First of all, if you want to be close to someone, and you want to be able to help someone, and you want to be makar of someone, uh, the way to do it is to actually lower yourself to their level. You can't stay on top and be, you know, Mr. Holier Than Thou and have a good a good influence on someone. Very often somebody can feel intimidated, somebody can feel less than, they, they won't be able to connect with you. And that's why very many people who do this right and know how to be makar of other people do it in a way that they lower themselves to that person's madraiga and they talk to them and they connect with them and they feel like, you know, we're on the same page on some level. And, and uh, you know, that that's the way to connect with people. On the other hand, it's something to be careful about. If you're going to try to have an influence on someone or just have a relationship with someone and hope that you're going to be able to avoid you know, whatever influence it might have on you, it, it's, it's very important not to fool yourself. And that's why in the field of Kirib, for example, um, people that are on outreach or dealing with kids at risk or, or different kind of um, such, such fields... Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tricky and it's only made for people who can handle it because at the end of the day you will be lowering yourself to other people's level and the Torah Samat might have some effect on you and something to be careful about. Um, the reason why I'm talking about this in terms of Shalom is because I think that both of those points are very relevant sometimes at home. On the one hand, I see this often husband and wife, wife and husband. So often a husband will complain, let's say, about a wife's... Uh, you know, the way she's doing things, the way she's behaving, the way she's not behaving, and he wants her to do things better, and sending with children. But sometimes people just stay so stuck in their own position, in their own tzitkis, in their own, you know, my, my own madraiga, that I can't connect with you, I have no idea why you're doing that, it makes no sense, and I'll debate it, and I'll prove it, and I'll, I'll contradict whatever you're doing, and prove you very wrong. It's not a way to be makar of someone. The only way you could have a connection, and a good influence on someone, and have someone take you seriously, maybe even change the way they're behaving, is when they feel that they could connect with you on some level. And sometimes, in order to do that, you have to first validate and understand someone and, and, and have the connection on their level. On the other hand, sometimes you have people who will be bringing an influence into the home, whether it's a friend or a neighbor or somebody they're being makar of, whatever it is, and hoping that it won't have an influence on their home, without realizing that sometimes the Torah Samatsoira is also the Hebrew and something to be careful about. We can only assume that we're just going to have the good influence. And, and of course there's ways to do it and there's ways that people do it right and it's something that often has to be done but it's something to be careful about. So with that said, there's a lot to talk about those two points actually but with that said, let me uh, read a question. 
and see if we could address if we could address this topic and these points over here. Okay, there by Gruen. Firstly, thank you for sharing your weekly insights on family and marital relationships, which my husband and I listen to regularly and gain immensely from. Hashem, we have a wonderful marriage and two beautiful children. Despite the general ups and downs of daily life, we have a very solid relationship with each other and with our kids. I would, however, like your advice on an issue that has been present since the beginning of our marriage. I come from a large family, five sisters. The oldest sister, who is in her high 30s, has yet to find her bashert and is often in our home. She's a fantastic aunt to my children, and both I and our two little kids enjoy having her around. She takes them out, reads to them, plays games with them, as, in, as and is generally a wonderful aunt and sister. My husband, has, however, has never felt the same way. She bothers him immensely, and he's usually very upset or angry when he knows that she's coming. Um, she likes to see her niece and nephew often, and she very often stops by. This puts me in a difficult situation as I have to choose between my sister and my husband. My sister is a child play therapist by profession, and she's not shy in voicing her opinions and advice on how to cope with my kids' educational and social issues. Sometimes her advice is based more on secular ideas rather than Torah principles, but she always feels she needs to share her thoughts on most situations that arise. My husband cannot stand this. He gets so irritated by her presence, although he is good at hiding it from her. We have spoken about about this many times, and I often get very emotional and sensitive when my husband tells me that he does not want my sister in the house, etc. He gets annoyed that I cry about it when we speak, as if it makes him out to be the bad guy. Please help me understand why he's reacting like this. He does not have a problem with anyone else in my family, nor his. Am I missing something crucial as why he hates her so much? What can I do? And if this is how things look when we have only two children, what will be later on? Many thanks in advance, and warmest wishes for Exinta Winter. Okay. So, there's a lot to say about that. Um, let me start by saying that when I read this, it, it, it was ringing a bell as if I just recently spoke about this, and I realized that in the Parshas Noyach, Shir in English, we spoke about something similar, not the same, but something similar. Um, so whoever wants to listen back at, at that again, uh, maybe some similar ideas overlapping just a bit. You end off writing, what am I missing? Right? Am I missing something? Um, why is it? Please help me understand this. So let me, let me start off just by means of introduction. There's a general idea. You'd be surprised how many people understand this. You'd be surprised how many people are listening to this class right now and saying, why don't you understand? It's so simple. Uh, whether it's people who could actually relate to how your husband's feeling, and they would feel just like him, or people that not necessarily agree with him or would feel like him, but they understand him. My point is not that there's something wrong with you not understanding him. My point is that very often um, it's, it's okay. Very often we get emotional and subjective about things, and we can't understand someone else's perspective, and it's just important to be aware of it. I can't understand my husband. Part of the reason why I can't understand my husband is because I'm emotional about this. I'm subjective about it. I know that. So you don't have to understand him or relate to what he's feeling or what he's thinking or, or, or how he feels about this. But it's important to realize that many people who are not as Nagaya Bedover as you are, not subjective to this situation, they might very well understand him. So it's not because he's right and you're wrong. It's just important for people to be aware. And it's a general idea. It's important to be aware that when something is relevant to you, you're probably going to be blinded 
uh, by your feelings and not be able to get certain things which might be obvious, might be might be relatively obvious. Um, that's 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 first of all. Very often people get so stuck in how they feel, and I see this often. People talk to me, and people talk to other people. This is this is so common. You have a lot of people that come to a therapist or anyone, and they talk about how they feel, and if they're not getting full validation, not just validation, if they're not get, if they're not being told that they're 100 right, um, very often they'll walk away, which is one issue people have. Uh, but very often people will use a phrase like, "You don't get me. You're not getting it. You're not getting. It. I see you're not getting it." Saying that you see someone doesn't get it doesn't mean they don't get it. It might be a nice way of, of protecting your ego or making it sound like you, I can't be wrong, you must not get it, and all that. But, but what's it really coming from? Why is someone saying the word that you don't get it? Because if you don't agree with me, then you probably don't get me. You'd be surprised that very often people get you more than you think they get you. They get you more than you get yourself. Very often you'll be talking about something, and the person you're talking to is so much less subjective, so much less emotional, so much less worked up about this. They see it from the outside. They see it totally, from a totally rational and logical perspective. And they get it. You bet they get it. They realize how crazy you're being and how much nonsense is in your story. I don't mean anyone. I don't mean this question for sure. I don't mean anyone. I'm saying that they get it more than you think they get it. They get it more than you do. You don't get it because you're so emotional about it. You're so, you're so emotional and you're so into your own feelings that if somebody doesn't agree with you, they must not get it. That's how blinded you are by what you're feeling. It's very important to realize both the fact that you could be blinded, and this is everyone, myself as well, obviously, um, as, as well as the fact that when you're hearing someone else say something, don't judge it by how you feel about what they're saying. Judge it by maybe it makes sense, maybe they even know it better than I do. And this is something I see so often. People get so stuck in their own version of something that's happening. People get so stuck on, on how they feel about something when they're involved in it, and they'll very often say that nobody gets it. Just last week I was talking to a guy, he's talking to me about a certain issue going on, which is a well-known issue, and he's part of the issue, and he's convinced that so many people out there who are seeing it differently than he is must not get it, because they're not part of it, so they don't get it. It's just the opposite. You're part of it, that's why you don't get it. Very many people who are not part of it, they get it. They, they see it the way it is, and they see it the way you see other issues that you're not part of, and, and this, it's just something to be aware of whenever it comes to discussing anything people are emotional about. It's always good to be able to question your own feelings and your own mindsets and your own uh, perspective and not be so stuck and so convinced that it's only the way you see it, the only way you feel about it. Anyway, I got off on a tangent, but it's important to remember that. Now, before going into what and how and when, let, just, just, again, a general, another general idea. If there's nothing I could offer you about how to make this any better, and it's going to boil down to choosing between, the way you call it, choosing between my husband and my sister, then yeah, your husband comes first. This is a rule. It's a rule that's important for people to know. With a wife as well, very often, which means that if it was your husband saying it's either my sister or my wife, I'd probably most often tell him, I think your wife comes before your sister, but with a husband even more so. That's just how it is. That's how the Torah set it up. It maybe doesn't sound so feminist or secular or... or, or Accepted today, but that's what it is. Let's not forget. Just recently, somebody was telling me another issue about about um, about moving and, and relocating and whatever. And uh, the husband wants this, and the wife wants that, and different concerns and whatever. And they went to ask Adas Toyota, somebody that they both trust, somebody who's actually a very smart person, somebody who's very uh, intelligent, educated, but Adas Toyota, somebody who's a Toyota Gablik, a Toyota Gashkofa. And and his introduction to discussing the topic was listen. If the husband wants to go, then the wife should want to... No, so let me, let, me just, let me just explain. 
it wasn't just a debate of if to go or not. The wife was basically saying that her husband wants to go, and she would want to go with the husband, but then there's the issue about what her parents want. And, and the introduction was that, listen, if it's between your husband and your parents, your husband comes first. That, that's the rule. Now we could talk about other ways to make it work for everyone, how ways to make it work, or how and when and where. But you have to remember the rule. The rule is that your husband comes first. So I understand that you have a sister who's an older single, especially being older than you, she's probably challenged by the fact that you and maybe some other siblings are already married before her, and you want to be very nice to her, and it's wonderful, and you should be. If it boils down to the equation, who, what do I choose, my husband or my sister? Your husband comes first. And I see so many people making this mistake, putting other people before a spouse in general, and before a husband in particular, and it's definitely something that's uh, a problem. Now, it doesn't sound like your husband's saying that she can't come, and she doesn't let you come, and whatever, but that's, that's already... Um, an issue. Now there's another issue here aside from choosing uh, who to please there's a general issue about, about opinions which means even if I can't explain to you why your husband's feeling like this and even if I can't help you get on the same page as him, the fact that he has a different opinion is fine. This is also something so important for people to remember it's fine. everyone's entitled to an opinion even if it will not make any sense to you, not by the time I finish this class and not ever why your husband feels this way. But he's entitled he doesn't have to explain his feelings. I mean, he happens to be explaining them a little bit, but it's not the point. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. It's so important to remember that. The way someone sees something, it's not about being right or wrong anymore, about being emotional or, or subjective or, or right or wrong. It, it doesn't matter anymore. Two people, two opinions, and that's fine. That's what marriage is about, that's what relationships are about, and something to accept. If, if, you, can't, if you can't accept that and respect it, the fact that you want one thing and he wants another thing, so there are now two opinions in the equation. We have to take them both seriously. We have to be considerate of each other. It's not about, I can't get him. Why is he doing this? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter if it makes sense to you. It's very important to remember that. Now, the fact that he's hiding it from your sister and he's trying to be nice about it and all that is wonderful. Holding it in is not always the best thing, but, but uh, I, I think that he's entitled to his opinion regardless of if I can help you explain it or not. Even if I'll tell you that you're right and he's wrong, he's still entitled to his opinion. Remember that. It's not about who's right and wrong. There's no right and wrong when it comes to opinions. And it's something that so many people uh, struggle with accepting. Now, let's, let's try to, to help out a little bit with the situation that you're dealing with. And I believe that many people are in similar situations, so this should be helpful in that for a lot of people. There are communication rules that I believe will resolve a situation like this. In other words, I, I could probably give you wording to say that if you say to your husband this and this, or you say to your sister this and this, or to both of them, you'll probably be able to resolve the situation. And, and, and it works. You should know it works. It, do, it does work. Um, just recently, I was talking to a boy who had an issue with his, with his parents, an older boy, uh, almost, almost getting married, an uh, issue with his parents. And there was something that he didn't believe would be possible to accomplish or get them to agree to or work along with him on something. And I said, listen, I, I'll write you the script. I'll tell you how to say it. Try it. No, you don't understand. You don't know my father. You don't know my mother. It's not going to work. I said, maybe it's not working because you're not saying it right. Let me tell you how to say it. And sure enough, he said it the right way, and vinder bevinder, it worked. He, didn't, he couldn't believe it. But my, my point is not to trick people or to manipulate people or teach you how to say the right wording, because if you don't understand why it's working or why it's not working, um, which is more important, then even if you'll be successful this one time, you're not gonna, you didn't learn anything. It's important to understand the why behind a miscommunication, behind feelings, behind you know, how, how people are... are dealing with things and only then to figure out what, what works better so if I had to zoom in on the issue if I had to zoom in on the issue um, that I think your husband's getting so stuck on over here I think a lot of it 
a big part of it, you'd be surprised, is not about your sister, it's not about what she's saying, it's about you. I think a lot of what's bothering you is the fact that you don't understand him. And that might be bothering you more than anything else. I believe that if you would understand him, now you don't have to understand him, but if you could show that you understand him, or maybe even try to understand him, I think that would already resolve a big, a big part of it. I'm not saying everything, but a big part of it already. The fact that you don't understand your husband, and he feels misunderstood, that, that's very challenging. That's very challenging. And like I said before, even if you don't understand it, the fact that you understand that he's entitled to an opinion, and the fact that you're telling him that you understand he has his feelings about it, and you're not, you're not, you're not contradicting them, and you're not trying to justify your position, and you're not stuck on, on you being right and him being wrong, I think that alone is very, uh, is, is very challenging. That alone is very challenging for people to, to know that they can't. Um, so I, I want to start with this, just to give you a little understanding of what your husband's feeling. I wouldn't want your sister, based on what you're telling me about her, I wouldn't want your sister in my house giving opinions either. And I'm not saying that to be funny. Again, I wouldn't want your sister to come to my house and voice her opinions. I might want her to come and help out with the kids, you know, whoever wants to offer. I have a lot of kids at home, and you know, having people come play with my kids it would be wonderful. But I don't want your sister coming to my house and, and giving her opinions. So it might sound funny, like, oh, of course I don't, because it's not my sister-in-law, right? But that's not what it is. I don't want your sister coming to my house giving her opinions. In my house, I have my opinions, I have my wife's opinions. I'm dealing with enough. I, I, I don't need your sister's opinions. I'll tell you the truth, I don't need my sister's opinions either. I, I don't see why your husband should want your sister voicing opinions in his house more than I should. The fact that it's his wife's sister doesn't mean that, that this is any more pleasant to him. Now, aside from that, the fact that he's feeling that his hashkofa and, and, and you know, the ideas when it comes to chinech are being challenged, that's something very many people take very personally. I mean, it's one thing if your sister would come to my uh, my son funny by now, but if your sister would come to my house and help with the kids and decide to put the kids to bed later instead of earlier, or decide to give them an extra nash, or to make them clean up before they get the nash, or first give the nash and then clean up, even if I would disagree on that, I probably wouldn't get too passionate or too emotional about it. Okay, I don't like it, but you know what? Do it your way. Some people are better at that. Some people are not better at that. Some people could tolerate more. Some people are more flexible. But when you're coming to my house and giving hashkufa ideas against things that I believe in, not so toiridic, I'm giving secular ideas that you learned in college, which is totally not something I, I believe in or respect or, or appreciate, why would I want that? I, I, definitely, I, definitely, I definitely could understand and relate to somebody feeling very challenged and very uncomfortable with that. Again, I'm not saying he's right and you're wrong. I'm just saying I understand him. He doesn't want your sister in his house giving opinions. He might not even like her being there, but what I'm saying, but based on what you're telling me, it's not about her presence, it's about, it's about how she presents herself. And, and he, he definitely could get you know, emotional about things that, 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 are, that are dear to him. Um, you know, he might feel that she's challenging his chinuch at home in general, with your little kids now hearing things, or whether it's stories or ideas or doing things that he doesn't like. I'm, I, I, I'm, not, I'm trying to understand, again, I, at the risk of sounding in the opposite position of not understanding you, I'm trying to understand what, what, why wouldn't you understand that somebody could take that very personal? This could have an effect. This could have an effect. Now, even if it didn't have an effect, I wouldn't want somebody in my house saying things I don't want to hear, things I don't believe in. But if it could have an effect on my children, and maybe my wife as well, maybe my wife is getting ideas which she didn't hear before that. And this is something very many people get very, very um, 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 challenged by. Whether it's their wife going to a therapist or their wife taking a course or hearing things that, that are totally not in line with what they believe in, with what they were taught in Besyanka, what, what he was taught in Yeshiva. I mean, this is definitely something people take very personally. To have it done in his house by somebody who he didn't invite in 
I mean, this is definitely something that I do um, feel is quite valid to feel disturbed about. Um, forgetting about any older single issue that she might have. I'm not, I, I don't know. Maybe she's a wonderful person who just never found her Bashert and there's nothing wrong with her at all. And she's Adarabah. But sometimes, sometimes older singles come with a certain something, which is another, uh, whatever. I think people understand what I'm talking about. In any case, back to the original idea. Even if everything I just said was wrong, and even if this is something you cannot relate to and understand, the fact that he feels that you can't understand, that he's allowed to feel this way, and you're wondering why he feels this way, and you're wondering what's wrong, and how come nobody else does he have an issue just with her? I mean, this, this, is, this alone is very challenging. It's enough that, that, that I'm not happy with what's going on over here. My wife can't even understand me. She won't even give me that much space to have an opinion about this and, and, and be entitled to feel a certain way. Forget about, forget about half, half the decision, at least. I think this is definitely something that he deserves, regardless of if you understand it or not. Now, going on to the communication, now that we spoke about understanding, um, similar to Arana Cohen, who definitely gave different messages to different people when he was trying to make people be able to work together and understand each other, I think it's very important to custom-tailor um, two separate messages over here. I, not, not that I think this was even a, a choice of yours to sit down your husband and your sister by a table I'm just saying there's two separate messages that, that I think should be communicated both if you want to make this work um, best possible I think the first thing you want to tell your husband is that you do understand him and you want to tell him that he's not bad because you mentioned that when you start crying it makes it look like he's bad you want to tell him that he's not bad and, and very often this is a very very important message um, let's say for women even though it's not only for women but I've seen this to be very relevant. When a woman cries, especially if she's sensitive, um, even if not, the Musa Matziah, women could cry more often. And if somebody's taking something personal, it's very important, especially when you're aware of the fact that you're sensitive and you might be overreacting, which is fine, which is fine, as long as you're aware of it, if you're aware of it. It's a very healthy message to be able to tell your spouse or whoever it is, you should know this is not about you. This is so comforting for people to hear um, and if you don't say it, then they, even if they don't think they did anything wrong, they might think that you think they did something wrong and they can feel challenged by that. Just recently somebody told me this, that his wife had a whole meltdown about something and wasn't handling a situation that was going on in the family, whatever it was, and it was so relieving to him when a half hour later when she came down and she called him on the phone and said, you should know, I, I don't think this is about you, it's not about me and you, it's not between us, it's something I got overtaken by and I'm dealing with how I feel. You don't have to say that. Sometimes you might feel a little vulnerable when you say that. It means that the other person is not at fault. You don't have who to blame anymore. But I think that your spouse might deserve that. So if, you, if you're admitting it to me and you realize that he's not the bad guy and that you just get emotional about it, I think, I think he's allowed to know that you don't see him to be the bad guy. That's for starters. And then that you do understand him and you do understand that he has a position and he, do has a, he, do has a, he has an opinion. You might even choose to agree with his opinion regardless of if you really agree with it or not. Um, Again, it depends. But in many cases, it's fine to say, really, I agree with you. I agree with you. And not only I understand you, I agree with you. I agree that in our house, only Tori de Gashkofa should be spoken about. I agree with you that her ideas are not really in line with what we believe. And I agree with you that, um, you know, that this is a challenge. I agree with you that it might be a problem. It's fine. You don't have to agree with someone, necessarily. Sometimes it's fine to say, I disagree. Um, or I feel differently, however you want to word it. But sometimes it's fine to tell someone that I really do agree with you, and very often, um, you know, this could just lead someone to be able to understand you better. Now, it doesn't sound like your husband's saying that he doesn't let her come in, which if he did, your husband comes first. But if he's not saying that, and sometimes you want to add to your message, again, I'm just giving little bits and pieces, they have to be applied, uh, you know, in a way that they, 
um, in the way that they make the most sense. But sometimes it's, it's best to tell someone, if you don't let her come, I'm not going to let her come. Just to make a person feel more safe. Just to make a person feel more understood. It's very important sometimes, sometimes, to say something like, if you're not going to let her, I won't. If you allow me, then I would appreciate, and then we could work along. In other words, sometimes it's easier for someone when they know that you're not going to fight them on it, and that you would essentially let them uh, make a certain decision. And very often that's what's going to help them avoid making that decision. So again, I hope this doesn't sound manipulative, but sometimes this is just what someone needs to hear um, you know, to feel good. You might also, just in terms of communication over here, you might also want to commend your husband um, for biting his tongue and making sure that your sister doesn't, doesn't get these feelings. It's not always great. Somebody just re- repeated to me recently from Ramat Siwi Salomon, from Atoysa Sarosh, from Sechta Gitten, Davuvu Mudbais, whoever wants to look it up. It's an interesting piece how we learned it, but sometimes not saying something is not healthy. And I, I see this so often. Somebody could bite his tongue and not say what's bothering him and think that he's being a martyr, and then, and then things pile up inside, and you know, the resentment builds, and all of a sudden, boom, it plots with last year's resentment and the year before and everything else. So you have to know, whoever, whoever it is that's trying to hold something in, Obviously, you don't want to blurt things out. You don't want to just plot. You don't want to say things without thinking. But if something's really bothering you and you know how to word it properly and express yourself and feel good that you got it off your chest, very often that's going to help you from instead you know, giving it out the wrong way. So I'm just saying it's nice that your husband's trying to bite his teeth and make sure that your sister doesn't feel it. But sometimes that what, that's what could lead one day to her getting screamed at by him because he can't handle it anymore. So not always is that the best thing. But in any case, back to my idea over here, you might want to commend him... Um, you know, about how he's dealing with it. And you tell him that you do understand him. You could also tell him that you appreciate that he shares his feelings and opinions with you, just so he doesn't think that you see him to be a bad person that is not really entitled to have an opinion in the, in the first place. With all that said, it's fine to then say, not but, but and, family is very important to me. My sister is very close to me. She is helpful and I want to help her. And if there's a way that we can make this work, either by me trying to tell her, you know, to to be a little more careful about what she says, or this or that, I would really appreciate it. I really think that by the time your husband feels that you don't see him to be the bad guy, you do think he's entitled to an opinion, you respect his opinion, you might even agree with his opinion, you are not going to do something if he doesn't allow it, you are happy that he shared with you how he feels, and that you appreciate that he's listening to you about how important it is for you to have that connection with your family, I could almost guarantee you that by the time you finish with that, it might not take one hour, it might take a day, it might take a week to get that across. I, I don't think he'll have nearly as much issue. Now, obviously you want to tell him and you talk, want to take him seriously and try to work around whatever issue there was that was making him feel so unhappy. And when he feels that you're taking him seriously and he doesn't have to you know, be on the watch to make sure that nobody's saying or doing anything in his house that he doesn't like, it doesn't make him feel good, I, I, I really believe that this issue will be very resolved. Now, will it be resolved 100%? Maybe not. You might, you might have to somewhat compromise and work along. But I don't think that this will be as big a challenge. Now to your sister, um, regardless of what your husband is telling you to tell her or not, unrelated, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm suggesting, I think it's important for you to tell her that you love her, and you appreciate her, and you need her, and you want her to come. It shouldn't sound like, well, you could only come if, no, 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 I want you to come. Very important message. Um, you, could, you could admit that, yes, it, it could feel challenging sometimes when you repeat certain things which are actually very eye-opening, I'm very informative, and things that I might be doing totally wrong, and things that you might be very good at. And, very, and me and my husband, we have a certain way of understanding things. It's not nice to blame him totally, but you could express that this is something that we would appreciate if in our house, things are done the way we like it. And if you do have anything to suggest, I'm more than happy to hear what you have to say, and so many times it was helpful in the past, and you could tell to me privately without just you know, implementing something on your own. 
that, that's fine. That's fine. You don't have to be afraid. As long as you're being nice about it and cushioning about it, she might not like to hear it. I hope she won't take it wrong. And if she does, don't be so afraid. You could clarify and you could express yourself and you could explain yourself that that wasn't your intention. Um, but it's important. And if you can be more specific, that's even better. If you could tell, you know, when you do things this way, and when you dress the kids, you read to the kids, you play with the kids, if you could do it this way instead of that way, it would be very meaningful to us. Because we don't appreciate that. You could even say, it could be it's my mishagas, it could be I'm naive, it could be I'm wrong, but this is how I like it done. And I do want you to come. It's not that you can only come if you do it my way. I want you to come. So I think this is very important. Now, let me just finish off with this. Differences between husband and wife are normal. They're okay. They're to be expected. The fact that you want one thing and your husband wants something else, the fact that you understand something a certain way and, and he doesn't. Forget about your sister now. This is totally normal. With the right understanding and the right communication, I believe that almost any issue, literally, can be resolved. With the right understanding and the right communication, almost any issue in a relationship can be resolved. And, and this is to be expected. So when people get resentful, like, oh, I have to start with this whole communication thing, this is normal, and almost everyone deals with it. Some people deal with it naturally, some people better, some people willingly, and some people not. But it's not that different, it's not that some people are not dealing with this kind of, um, you know, topics or ideas that need understanding and communication. This is, this is definitely normal. I'll just end off with one word to whoever finds himself in the husband's position over here. Um, be clear and communicate well. Don't blues and don't sulk and don't bite your tongue um, know how to understand your wife and know how to express yourself and I think this is there's definitely a middle way there's definitely a middle way so often I'm, I'm trying to help people who come to me understand the way of fighting back and arguing and proving yourself and debating is not going to get you anywhere the way of just biting your tongue and being resentful and feeling controlled and being unhappy in your own home is not going to get you anywhere either it's not going to get you marriage anywhere there's a middle way of being understanding and communicating. You don't have to wait till there's a problem to start understanding and communicating the right way. I think, I think it's, it's so important for any husband who's feeling unhappy, any wife who's feeling unhappy, or anyone who's wondering why the other person's unhappy, with the right understanding and the right communication with Ivor Silf, literally, just about every issue can be resolved. And I'm just going to end off, bringing in your sister into the house, and this is something that so many people deal with on different levels, could be challenging. At the end of the day, there's a Torah, some Torah, a Hivulah Somebody coming into your house and spending time with your family and your children might be bringing in different ideas, different um, technology, different whatever it is, different things that someone might be not comfortable about. And you have to take that into consideration. Are you ready for it? Are you equipped? Are you protected? Are you accepting? Are you happy? Are you okay with it? Don't, don't wonder. Don't make it sound like it's not an issue. Dealing with somebody who's in any, in any context less than you Okay, they could be closer to Hashem than you, they could be more spiritual than you. But in that, whatever it is, whatever standard that's less than yours, being close with them is adding a certain challenge. You have to be ready for it. If you're ready for it, when you're ready for it, in the, in the environment that you're ready for it, in the place that you're ready for it, in whatever setting you're equipped for it, go ahead. Spend time with your sister, be nice to connect with her. Bring her into your house will already bring a certain challenge. And if you and your husband are not ready for it, and your house is not ready for it, your home, your family is not equipped and, and uh, accepting of that challenge, that's something to be something to take seriously. So I do hope that Naib yourself with the right understanding, the right compromise, the right communication, we can all live together.